You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Amen. Book of Ruth this evening. Book of Ruth. One of my favorite books in the, in the Bible. And I would suggest maybe after the sermon maybe going back home and reading it through the whole chapter. It don't take just a few minutes, and it's a great book, and it's a lot of things in this book. And I, as I was reading it this last time in my daily devotion, as I was going through it, I'm trying to read through the Scriptures twice this year, and I'm almost through the halfway part. Uh, I'm already in Acts, but God helping me, I'm going to make it through twice this year. But as I was going through Ruth, I asked the Lord, to give me something new I haven't seen before. I know there's nothing new under the sun, I understand that, but something that I haven't seen, some gold nugget there that's in that I haven't ever seen or heard another preacher preach from. And uh, God showed me this, to, uh, and I'm going to share with you tonight, and I've entitled the message, Jesus is Hope When There Is No Hope. If you don't get anything else from the message tonight, I, I believe that'll help you, knowing that Jesus is hope when there is no hope. You got your Bibles there in Ruth in chapter 1. Would you mind standing with us and stretching your legs there for just a moment? Most of you know the story where we're picking it up in verse 8. Naomi is headed back home. She had left her family, or her, her, uh, uh, her extended family, left Bethlehem, Judah, and was, was, headed back to, was headed to Moab. Now she's coming back home and to Bethlehem, Judah. And she says some things to her daughter-in-laws which lost their husbands while they were in Moab. And this is what she says to them. Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go return each to her mother's house, and the Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. Mentioning the dead there, she's talking about her husband and also their two husbands, Orpah and Ruth. In verse 9, The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. Uh, notice, that. before we go on reading, we're just going to read a few more verses, but Naomi begins to talk about Orpah and Ruth getting husbands. Now, I never see in the Scriptures where they say anything about wanting a husband. That's what kind of humors me. Uh, but Naomi is all into getting those two girls Husbands. Now, we'll talk about why in just a moment. Reading on farther in verse 10, they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? There it is again. <laughs> She's wanting to talk about them getting husbands. It's something to this now. Hold on with me. Verse 12, turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. Now she's talking about her having a husband. She says, if I should say, I have hope. Notice that phrase, if I should say, I have hope. You see, Naomi at this point had no hope. She was in a hopeless situation. And we'll explain that in just a moment. She says, if I should have a husband also tonight and should also bear sons, would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? <laughs> Nay, my daughters, 
For it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. Y'all pray with me and for me as we preach on this thought. Jesus is hope when there is no hope. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to preach. God, I pray that you touch these lips of clay, the stammering tongue. Lord, I pray that you touch us tonight. Maybe be clear, complete, Lord, in the message. But Lord, also help us to be concise in what we say. We ask it in your precious name, the holy name of Jesus. We ask it. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Most of you know the, the background of this story right here where Naomi is, like I said, she's already headed home. Why was she headed home to Bethlehem, Judah? Well, she had left with her husband and her two sons to go to Moab because there was a famine in Bethlehem, Judah. And so they decided when there was a famine, it was time to go somewhere else. And I find that God's people are that way in a lot of ways. The very time when you start having a little trouble in the church, having to deal with some pandemics and things like that, people start to look for other places to go. I say to you, stay where God has put you. Amen. Be where God puts you because if you're not careful, you'll do what Naomi and her family did. You know what they did? They, the Bible says in verse 1 that they sojourned. You, the Bible uses that word sojourn. That word sojourn means that they weren't planning on staying long. <laughs> but you know what? How many years they stayed? The Bible says they continued 10 years. Sin will keep you longer than you want to stay. It'll take you farther than you want to go. It'll cost you more than you want to pay. That's what sin will do for you. Naomi found that out. Matter of fact, she lost her husband. She lost her two sons. And the only thing that she was left with was her two daughter-in-laws. But thanks be to God, I, I think Naomi, she had something going for her because what two daughter-in-laws would want to follow their mother-in-law around? I believe she had two good... She had, they, they realized she, they had a, a good mother-in-law. Amen? And but I believe Naomi must have portrayed, exemplified the love of God in her life. And that's, a, that's something that you and I should learn as Christians. We should act like Christians and something, so that people will see something in us that will make them want to follow us. As you've seen, if you've heard many times before, sometimes the only Bible that anybody will ever read is your life. There better be something in your life that makes them want to follow you. I, I don't preach lifestyle evangelism because that means you just act like you're saved. You don't ever tell anybody you're saved. But... I do preach, if you're going to walk the walk, talk the talk, and if you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. You need to open your mouth and tell people about Jesus, but you should exemplify the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. Amen. So that's, I believe that's what Naomi did. So she had two daughter-in-laws. That's the only thing she had going for her. She had two daughter-in-laws that wanted to follow her. And... Uh, so I'll just say to you this, and I'll move on with the message. I've heard people say this uh, that's gotten out of church during this pandemic. They, I've heard, I know at least one has said, you know, as soon as they come out with a vaccine, I'm going to start going back to church. Guess what? That person's still out of church. Amen. I say, my friend, you, sin will keep you a lot farther away from home. You say, is it a sin to stay out of church? Well, the Bible says, forsaking not the assembling of yourself together. That's a command. That's not a request. Amen. Just do what God says to do. Amen. And you may not have to uh, suffer the punishments, the, the consequences. Because Naomi, 
when she was coming home, she told the people, she says, I went out full, but I'm coming back empty. And I'll say to you tonight, if you leave, if you leave the Lord and don't come back, you'll leave out full. But when you come back, you'll come back empty. Amen. You just better stay close to the Lord. But the message tonight is Naomi. You know, uh, I, I wonder sometimes if it's been good. Of course, I'm not the Lord, and the Lord knew what He's doing, but I almost wonder sometimes it's been good to name it Ruth and then the subtitle Naomi. But <laughs> that's the Lord's business, amen. But it is a lot said about Naomi in, in this chapter, in this book. But Naomi begins to uh, portray or, or to tell her two daughter-in-laws she begins this scenario, you know, how things could work out. Yeah, she realizes she has no hope. Matter of fact, she says, if I were to say I have hope, knowing all the time that she probably doesn't have any hope of ever having any children. And I wanted to say this, that it's very important for the women during the Bible times to have children. But see, because uh, they were the ones that were carrying on the names of their husbands and of their sons. You see, as it stood right now, Naomi wasn't able to carry on the, the name of her husband or her sons. Why was it so important to carry on the name of your husband? Because uh, the, the Hebrew women would hope, all of them hoped that their, the Messiah would be born into their family. And it had already been prophesied that the Messiah would come through the tribe of Judah. So she had everything going for her, brother. I mean, she had a husband. She had two sons. So it was a good chance that, that uh, the Messiah would be born through her, her lineage, through her husband. So it was very important for her to carry on her husband's name. Now, this is a, this is a side message right here, but I, I think it's very uh, complimentary of Naomi that she was willing to carry on somebody else's name other than herself. She wanted to make sure that her husband wasn't forgotten about. And uh, we need to be that way about the Lord Jesus Christ. Three things we need to do about the Lord Jesus Christ's name. We need to proclaim it for, for one thing. We need to proclaim it. We need to protect it. Don't ever use God's name in vain. Don't watch, uh, don't watch television programs that uses His name in vain. I'm not going to allow that if I can be... God be my helper, I'm not going to allow that in my home. His name to be used uh, in vain. Matter of fact, Jesus said in the prayer, He says, Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We're supposed to keep it protected. Amen. Keep it on a pedestal. Keep it lifted up, amen, on high. Uh, and then also we should keep His name praised. Praise His name. I tell you, that's a, that's a message all in itself. We should praise the name of Jesus more and more. Not just at church, but throughout the week, throughout the, the day. We need to praise the Lord, lifting up your hands to the Lord. Now I see several of you do that in church, and that's good. But do it at home. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and let all that's within me bless His holy name. But Naomi was the kind of woman that wanted to carry on the name of her husband. And she comes up with this scenario. I think it's almost humorous. She says, well, you know what? I could probably have some kids. I don't know how she, old she was. But you know what? In order for this, my, his name to be carried on, I would have to have a son 
and one of you girls would have to wait on him, talking about Ruth and Orpha, one of you girls would have to wait on him to grow up, to be old enough to be married, and then have sons and have children to, in order to carry on the name of my husband. So it is almost humorous, the scenario that she comes up with. And isn't that the way that we are a lot of times? We're, we're in situations, we're in hopeless situations. By the way, have you, any of y'all ever been in a hopeless situation? Amen. I've been in them a lot of times. I've, I've seen some recently. Lord, I just don't see any hope in this. But I thank God we have a hope in Jesus. Amen. He, Jesus the, the, is the hope of our soul. He's the anchor of our soul and our hope. I'm glad we have hope in Jesus. So many people out there tonight, my friend, are taking their lives. You know why? Because of one reason, they don't have any hope. It, my friend, if you, ha if you lose hope in your life, you have no reason to live. But you have hope in Jesus Christ. Jesus is hope, listen, Jesus is hope when there is no hope. And I want to show you that tonight in this situation. But I want to say about Naomi, she's like us a lot of times. She tries to come up with her own scenarios. Have you ever done that? God, this bad situation, let's see. Lord, if you would let this person fix this, and this person come into my life, or maybe this situation maybe could be fixed by a doctor or by a lawyer or somebody. Lord, I can see it being worked out, but most of the times our scenarios don't work. Especially, and most of the time, as Naomi's did, it didn't really make much sense. <laughs> but that's all Naomi had on her mind during these verses was, how can I get these girls some husbands so that they can carry on the name of my husband and, their two, and her two sons. Well, so she finds herself, as we find herself a lot of times, in a hopeless situation. But I tell you what, things get better. Amen. If you know the story in chapter 2, well, Ruth decides she's going to glean in the barley fields. And the Bible says that she just so hap, uses that little word H-A-P, I'm going to study that, study that out, Pastor, and see why that happened. You know, because I think God had a little bit to do with that happening. Amen. For one reason, it's because Ruth, she said a while back in these chapters, she says, thy people shall be my people. She didn't know what she was saying when she said that, but they really were becoming, become, become her people. She was going to marry into those people. But, but she says, Thy people will be my people. Thy God shall be my God. That's what she said to Naomi, and sure enough, it happened about Ruth. But Ruth decided she was going to, to uh, glean barley. And you won't believe whose uh, uh, field she decided to, to, to reap in. And the barley field of, well, we'll just read it, okay? We'll read what happens. And I'm sure Ruth, by this time, is really down, not feeling like anything ever will come of this situation. But I see in these verses right here, the fir first chapter, she, I found Naomi, she was hopeless. But in these verses, starting in verse 17, I see Naomi, she was hopeful. She was hopeful. Look with me in verse 17. So she gleans, talking about uh, Ruth, in the field until evening and beat out 
that she had gleaned, and it was about the about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned, and she brought forth and gave to her that she reserved after she was sufficed. And her mother-in-law said unto her, and that's Naomi, Where hast thou gleaned today? <laughs> and where, if she had only knew, <laughs> and where wroughtest thou? Blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. And she shewed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought and said, The man's name with whom I wrought, you got to get this now, church, the man's name with whom I wrought today is Boaz. Boaz. As you know the Bible, Boaz was a spiritual picture of Jesus Christ. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Naomi began to have some hope. And I say to you, my friend, God, the Lord Jesus Christ will bring you hope when there is no hope. Some of you tonight, you got a situation. You think, well, net. Nothing could ever work that situation out. I want to say to you, Jesus is hope when there is no hope. Amen. He can bring hope to, don't, to your life. Don't ever lose hope in what God can do for you in your situation. Amen. I, I think that's the kind of situations God likes to work in best is the hopeless ones. <laughs> he likes to make a way when there is no way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we fit to see that in these verses. Notice how Naomi responds, and I love this. The Bible says, And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the what? Dead. That's talking about her husband and sons that were dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near of kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. And I could just imagine Naomi right now, I'm just sure. Now this is not in the Bible, but I'm just imagining her just jumping around saying, boy, we got some hope now. <laughs> Things are starting to pick up. I can just see the wheels starting to turn in Naomi's mind. How all of this could work out. Something that God had worked out that she had no idea could happen. Till up, and, up until then, she had no idea that Boaz would, could be their redeemer. But out of the middle of nowhere came Boaz. And out of the middle of nowhere came Jesus. Amen. Our Jesus. Amen. Our hope. I'm glad Jesus is the anchor of our soul and He is our hope tonight. Amen. Jesus is hope when there is no hope. Just moving on quickly through the, the chapters now. Now chapter... Chapter 3, I won't get into it, but chapter 3 is basically Naomi telling Ruth to go tell Boaz that she's available. <laughs> That's really what's happening in, verse, in chapter 3. Nothing wrong goes on in chapter 3. It's just that uh, <laughs> Naomi kind of reminds me of one of these people, especially this, uh, some of these women. They're good matchmakers. You ever seen somebody that's, that loves to be a matchmaker? I mean, they can't they can't stand to see somebody not have a boyfriend or girlfriend. They got all they are continuously trying to, to connect somebody together. I see several of y'all know people like that. Well, Naomi was kind of that way. She was a matchmaker, but boy, I tell you what, this match was not made by Naomi. This match was made in heaven. 
Amen. Made in heaven. But Naomi was, she says basically, basically to Ruth, she says, you need to go tell Boaz that you are available. And you know the story how Boaz falls in love with Ruth and, uh, begin, and, and begins to work out the situation so that, she can, that so that she can be his wife. And we'll pick up the story in the last part of chapter 4 and we'll finish the message right quickly here. The Bible says in chapter 4, So Boaz took Ruth and she was his wife. And when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bare a son. Now I want you to notice these next several verses, how much Naomi's name is mentioned. Not Ruth's name, but Naomi's. And the woman and the women said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be a famous in Israel. What was what was the whole purpose of uh, Naomi trying to get Ruth and uh, Orpha a husband is to save the name of her husband. And here we see it happening. So the last point this evening is Naomi's hope fulfilled. Reading on, she says, Blessed be the Lord which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman, that is, his name be famous in Israel. Verse 15, And he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life and a nourisher of thine old age. For thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons, hath borne him. Pause for just a moment. How many sons did she say, they say if, that Ruth was better than? Seven sons. How many sons was uh, Naomi wanting to get in chapter 1? She's just saying basically, if I could just get one son to grow up and to carry on, my husband's name. <laughs> Man, she got more than just one son. She got seven sons in Ruth. Amen. God will give you much more than you could ever dream. And you're right in the middle of your hopeless situation. God's got something worked out better. I'll, I'll just tell you what. Let me just throw this out at you. You know, my, my family, uh, they love, my wife and daughters, they love to make these homemade biscuits. Brianna has gotten to where she likes to make uh, these cheese biscuits that are like red lobsters, but she's better than red lobsters. Can you imagine that? Well, she'll be, I'll watch her make those biscuits and she'll begin to take stuff that's not so good like some flour and some, some lard or maybe some vegetable oil, stuff that if I put in my mouth, I'd spit it right out. Probably make me throw out. Regurgitate, I'm sorry. Y'all fancy people. <laughs> but uh, she, uh, she'll take all those ingredients, put them together and put them in that, in that oven, brother. And then when she pulls it out, she'll put garlic, garlic butter. Now garlic, most of us can't stand by itself. But man, it's something about putting it on top of that cheese biscuit. I wonder sometimes, brother, if I put one of them on top of my head, if my tongue would beat my brains out trying to get to it. <laughs> Good stuff. But you know what she's doing? She's taking a bunch of bad stuff and making something good out of it. Do you know of anybody else that can do that? I'm talking about my Lord and Savior. The Bible says my Lord is able to make all things work together 
for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. The very things that God, uh, that you think in your life, will not ever come to, to, to uh, head and be able to be used by God. God can use those very things in your life that you think is something terrible. God can use those things. And that's exactly what's happened in this story. Naomi has seen God work things out and take a bad situation and make something good out. Let's read just a little bit more and I'll be done with the message. Notice, I love this, uh, in verse 16. And Naomi took this child and laid it in her bosom and became nurse unto it. Notice verse 17. We'll read this and be done. And the women, her neighbors, gave it a name, saying, There is a son born to who? Wait a minute. Ruth, wasn't it? No. The Bible says Naomi. It was given unto Naomi, even though Ruth bare the son. Naomi born, this, uh, there's a son born to Naomi because it was her uh, grandson. And they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. So Naomi became the great, great grandmother of somebody you may, may have heard before. His name is called King David. <laughs> Just because she had hope when there was no hope. Amen. You just don't know what God's got and plan for your life. Some of you are so hopeless this evening. You just don't know where to go. But let me just say to you, I want to encourage you to do what that uh, blind man did. Pastor, would it be okay if they sing that song again and, and as an invitation? But this song, I think, goes with this message because that blind man, you know, he started walking. <laughs> Get this in your mind. That blind man started walking and he couldn't see. Only thing he could do is feel some clay on his, on, his, uh, on his eyes. He was moving by faith. And I checked it out one time, Pastor, and I think it was about a mile that he had to walk. I'm not real sure. But I think it, to the pool of Siloam, it was about a mile he had to walk. Every step he took was a step of faith. And my friend, I don't tell you, child of God, church, listen to us. Listen to me this evening. In this days we are living in, you've got to walk by faith. You've got to walk by faith. You've got to hold on to the hope that God has given you. You've got to hold on to the hope that God's going to work everything out for His good. For His glory and for your good. Amen. God can do it. Amen. But if you'll keep on walking by faith, you'll get to the water. You'll, get to, you'll see some miracles. What our human mind wants to say, Lord, you show me something, then thou believe it. No, Lord says, you believe it for a while, then I'll let you see something. You know what I think I'm going to do? I'm just keep on believing. <laughs> I'm going to just keep on hoping. I'm going to just keep on trusting in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is hope when there is no hope. As they sing, if God's dealt with your heart tonight, Pastor probably be coming down at the front here. If anybody needs to come for salvation, you come. Let's stand with our heads bowed and eyes closed. Amen. The helpless man blind from birth, the only one who saw his work didn't pass. 
just play that just softly we'll close the service in a moment but I wonder if there's some of you here tonight and that message was for you because you've lost your hope God didn't do things the way you thought he should or God didn't do things the way you thought he would 
And I tell you, things did not look for Naomi like the way she wanted them to look. But aren't you glad God wasn't done with Naomi? And I don't believe God's done with you, and I don't believe God's done with me. I believe the greatest days are ahead if we'll just keep walking by faith, keep trusting Him. I thought, and you remember this, I thought last year when we had the tent services, I thought after the tent, I thought we're getting back in that building and we're going to be okay. And we were back in the building for a while, you remember that? And then COVID hit, the wave of COVID in the fall, and we went back out to drive in. That wasn't what I planned. It wasn't what I wanted. But, you know, I think maybe, I think maybe the Lord knew what our church needed. I know he did. And I think the Lord has taken all those things and all those ingredients like Brother Brady preached about tonight. I think God's used all those things because he's got something even better for us. Naomi was hoping for a son, but I'd, I'd never seen it like you said it, Brother Brady. God gave her something better than seven sons. God can do so much greater, so much more uh, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think if we'll trust Him. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.